0: plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Well, how about that? As we continue, John Grayson here with you, uh, a couple of things to let you know about. Um, And and one of them is that, yes, we will indeed have our, uh, our last visit with Marty Croft of Sid and Marty Croft fame, who died over the weekend at age 86. We caught up with him last year. I did a little talking about the old days and about H.R. Puffin stuff and Sigmund and the Sea Monsters and, I mean, just all the cool stuff that he did. And uh, so we figured that uh, on this occasion, sad as it is, that we would go back and, and revisit that conversation because he really was a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, start out this hour with a couple of things. I mentioned to you at the end of last hour that I've got a little problem with my dog and this is one of these things that I'm sure somebody else ha- must have run into at some point. Normally, I don't come to you with this kind of stuff because it's just, you know, kind of all about me, but, and I hate it when it's all about me. But in this case, I'm going to make an exception because it really isn't. It's about my sanity and that of my wife as well. I've told you before that uh, she suffers from migraines, and I do too. I mean, this has been a particularly nasty week for it. Uh, those of you who suffer weather-related migraines, <laughs> my my sincere condolences and sympathy. But um, there is one thing that she's a lot more, uh, like her migraines are a lot more sensitive to sound, and mine are a lot more light-triggered. So I actually had something happen over the weekend. It scared me to death. Um, we had a caller when we were talking about tra- the traffic accidents over this past weekend who mentioned a particularly bad intersection because there's a hill right there. and You can't see the other side of it. We have a piece of road like that near the house, and it's, it's actually on the route home. So I was approaching that rise and did not see anything coming the other way. And it was dark out. Coming the other way is a pickup truck who had his high beams on. So the first I see of him
0: is
1: (laughs) light just coming and it's like a stab to the brain. But back to the dog, our dog has done something. I've had dogs my entire life. I have never lived. I think I lived one year without a dog. Normally we have a couple of them. Now we actually have three of them. And uh, we have our large main dog, Penny, our small emergency backup dog, Guava. And then we have the new puppy who is bingo. Um, I don't even know what she is, but man, is she active. She's not the problem, though. Believe it or not, she's, it's the, the small emergency backup dog. It's, it's Guava that has the issue here. And what she does, that I've never had another dog do this ever, is first of all, she watches TV. And dogs, they normally don't pay any attention to it at all. It's just sort of there. They know we're watching it, and sometimes you know yelling at the screen when Sean Hockley is refing a game. Um, Not that I'm bitter about last night. I just kind of want to take it out of him, you know, like Dexter. So anyway, uh, they, they know we watch it, but the dogs normally don't care. They don't look at photographs. I had one dog ever who, when we took her to the vet, There was a poster on one of the walls. It was like a – it was Banfield, uh, the one that's in PetSmart or whatever. So they had a a, a poster on the wall that was like an anti-heartworm poster, like get your dog heartworm medication, which you should do, by the way. That's a good idea. And it had a yellow lab, just a photograph of a yellow lab on the poster. And we walked in, and I noticed that this dog that we had many years ago, her name was Gypsy was staring at the poster on the wall. And just as we went in to kind of sign her in, she barked at it once. And I thought, did you really just bark at a picture of a dog? <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but that was the only time that, that she I, I've ever had anything close to this, what Guava does. And the, the real problem is that she's incredibly smart for a dog. And I'll prove that to you in a minute. Um, she's a corgi. I don't know if that makes any difference if you know the breed, but that's what she is. And they're apparently all brilliant, but they also bark a lot. And she's gotten better about it. She's like almost three years old now, so she's kind of calmed down some. But she still has her moments. And they talk to you, too. If you start getting on their case about something, they will give it right back to you. They'll sit there going right back at you. But what she does is not only does she watch TV. She specifically watches for the commercials. She knows the sound. Like, she'll go wander away while a show is on, if we're sitting there watching an old rerun of Big Bang Theory or something like that. She'll wander off. And then uh, when the commercials come on, she knows what they sound like. I don't know if it's the music, you know, because usually they got a little jingle going or something, but she knows the difference between the sound of the show we're watching And the sound of the commercial breaks. So when the commercials come on, she comes over and sits down right in front of the TV and and stares at it. Because she has figured out, and this is how I know she's scary smart for a dog. She's figured out that dogs are more likely to show up on TV in commercials. You want to know how many commercials have dogs in them? All of them. (laughs) I know this now because of my crazy dog. So she'll sit, she'll, she'll hear the commercial break start and she'll come over and sit down in front of the TV and stare right up at it and if a dog comes on the screen during the commercial break she will lose her mind she'll ju- there's a little like uh, it's kind of like a coffee table size table under the TV that's got you know a clock on it and the the machine we're not allowed to say the name of and <laughs> you know the the one that starts with a that if i say it it'll screw everybody's day up um so we get sitting on there and there's a couple of little knickknacks and stuff. So she'll get up and like put her front paws on that little table so she can be closer to it and start barking her full head off at the dogs on TV. And as soon as the dogs aren't on the TV anymore, she'll just go back away and, and you know, she'll go and play with the other dogs or do whatever. But if she hears commercials start, Oh, she is right there front and center. And if a dog has the audacity to come on her TV, she will bark her full head off at it. And I haven't, the the one thing I haven't been able to figure out in addition to how do I stop this from happening is I don't know if she's barking at them because she wants to play and they're ignoring her and she's like, hey, why don't you come down off the TV screen and come in here and play? Because she's not that smart. I mean, she's still a dog. Or if she's being territorial and warning them like, hey, you get off my TV, you dog. Get off, You know, it's like the get off my lawn thing. It doesn't really matter, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. The fact is she won't stop barking at the dogs on TV. And there's got to be a way. I keep, I mean, I try to reason with her, right, and, and say those are two-dimensional. They're not real dogs. You can't smell them. You're a dog. You should know. So they're not really here. And then I realize that I'm trying to reason with a dog who doesn't understand English, and I feel foolish. So that's done no good at all, as one might expect. Did you mention how old your dog is? She's, I couldn't, I couldn't she's remember. She's like two and a half. She's, okay. She'll be three, I think, in the spring. This is the newest? No, no, no. shes uh, the, Bingo is the newest one. Oh, okay. Uh, Guava is the, yeah, she's, uh, we've had her since she was a little teeny puppy. We, we got her right at eight weeks. So, yeah, she's been around for a while. Have any of your other dogs had this issue? No. And and in fact, when she starts going nuts and barking at the TV, they completely ignore her. They're like, oh, yeah, she's at it again. Weird. <laughs> it is absolutely that. So the little puppy, who, who isn't really that little. I mean, Bingo was probably about five or six months old when we got her. Uh, we got her at the shelter right down the street. And and she's a great dog. She's really active. She doesn't bark as much unless she wants to go outside. That's really kind of the only time. Um, But she, like, loves wrestling around with Guava and stuff. They they go nuts. Um, But, yeah, she has no interest in the TV. Penny has no interest in much of anything at this point. She's 13, I think. And she just looks at both of them like, oh, yeah. Okay, you guys go over there and wrestle. I'm going to stay here and sleep. So, yeah, I I mean – That was my worry, is that she would start getting the other dogs to do it, too. No, no, they don't care. But we can't get her to stop. I mean, I can't blindfold her, you know, the entire time. We want to have the dogs around. We want them in the living room with us because, you know, that's why you have dogs. And so I don't want to banish her when we're watching TV. But I really wish she would knock off the barking at the dogs thing. It's crazy. You should come over sometime. You'll see. I'm not making any of this up. She actually knows the difference between regular programming and commercials. It's weird. We'll get to it. Uh, Diane Leavenworth actually has some ideas. Hello, Diane. Hey, John. How are you? Hanging in there. What's going on with you? I've got a big old gal, and I call her Colby, like
2: Colby Cheese. Uh-huh. And she's German Shepherd, and she's uh, Great Dane mixed. And I'm telling you what, I bring her in the house, kid, and she'll lay there in front of the TV. And the minute a dog barks, or uh, <laughs> the, it, like, you, like you said, the commercials, yeah, she gets up and just goes crazy, jumping on the couch, wanting to know, get outside, wanting to know where the gum dog is.
1: Yep. Yeah. I, and and so I you see, can't you can't stop it either.
2: Oh no, God no! I have to. I have to always let her outside because she just will not quit. <laughs> but and she'll wait and she'll sit right there. Yeah, looking at the TV. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, it's it's the weirdest thing. I, I never, like I said, I've never even had a dog pay any attention to the TV at all before. But she's I'm, right there, and they they don't even need to bark. I mean, if they're just on the screen, she's going right. after them. And they
2: say that the dogs don't realize other things like that. Yeah. Bull crap. This they one sure does. Do.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got it. All right. Uh, Diane, thank you. Uh yeah, I, I wish I had some advice on this. we'll, we'll check the text line. We got some more calls coming in. If you want to jump in, 913-586-7798. Oh, I forgot the funniest part of the story. Go figure. I would bury the lead. That the the only other thing that she barks at on the TV is the the bears from the 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 cartoon bears from the toilet paper commercial (laughs) yeah she hates them too and then i mean when they come on you can tell there is hate in her heart she does not truck with the the bears from the toilet paper commercial she wants all of them to die but uh yeah as far as the other dogs go we just we can't get her to stop and it's i mean she's widening her range now so the problem is not getting better it's actually getting i don't want to punish her for it you know because hey, I'm sure, I mean, they, there are people that use the squirt models and stuff for things like that. I don't want to do that. I mean, she's not really being bad. If she was out in the backyard and heard another dog bark, she would bark back, you know? She's just being a dog, but it's really annoying. 913-586-7798. We'll see what more you have to add in in just a couple. Stay with us. John Grayson here with you. Sharing a Monday on 981 KMBZ. A little bit afternoon. John Grayson here with you. A lot's coming in on the text line. We'll get to some of that in a minute. I do want to remind you that this is the last week for our annual push for coats for kids. I mean, you know what it was like when you got up this morning. It's still cold out there. And there are too many kids in the Kansas City area who do not have a warm winter jacket. And it's just unacceptable. And you've shown us in the past, and you're doing it again this year, by the way. We're going to have some, uh, what I hope are wonderful announcements at the end of this week about Coats for Kids and how successful you are making this drive. And what we used to do, you know this if you've been around for a while. In in fact, my first year here was the last year that we did this, was accepting coats. We can't really do that anymore. Post-pandemic, we can't take your coats. But what we can do is give the money to Giving Tuesday which is the organization that takes care of all of this for us they go out and do the shopping we hand them the check they go out and do the shopping and uh, and they make sure that the kids have a good solid winter coat that's going to last them all year long and they can do it for just $20 per coat just 20 bucks so if you can give $20 great if you can only give 10 that's fine. If you can only give a couple of dollars, fine. We just we can put it all together, hand it off to them, and you can help us help keep Kansas City's kids warm this winter. So do that. Just go online to KMBZ.com. You'll see the the uh, button there right at the top of the page where you can donate. It's safe. It's secure. It's easy. It's fast. And it's relatively painless. <laughs> so please help us out. Again, this is the last week. Coats for Kids wraps up on Friday And if you can do us a solid by uh, handing over a couple of bucks, that would be wonderful. Please do that. KMBZ.com, 913-586-7798 if you want to get in here. A lot of you, as a matter of fact, are advocating exactly what I said I didn't want to do. (laughs) Uh, When I mentioned the squirt bottle thing, a couple of you said, yeah, I was going to tell you about the squirt bottle thing. But uh, you said you didn't want to do that. I mean, there are worse things in this world. You know, the dog really doesn't care. It may not be the most pleasant thing, but I'm not going to, like, knock her over the head with it. So, eh, maybe that's worth a try. I don't know. I'll think about it. But uh, what I am learning from you is that this is apparently a breed thing because several of you on the text line have said, yeah, we have a Corgi, too. And, yeah, ours does that, too. Uh, (laughs) The things they don't tell you. When you're going to get a dog. Not that we would have traded... I wouldn't trade her for the world. Guava's an awesome dog. But, uh, yeah, they they didn't bother to let us know. By the way, every time a dog comes on your TV, your dog's going to lose its mind. So we'll do our best. But thank you for all of the suggestions. I'm going to take all of this up with my lovely bride later on, and we'll see if we can figure out how to get her to just knock it off. Uh, And I love... One person actually said, that's her entertainment. And I hadn't really thought of it that way. That maybe... She kind of has more understanding of what TV is than I think she does. And rather than barking at the dogs, what she's doing is kind of cheering. She's like, Yay, the dogs are on TV. Th- that might be, that, that actually makes some sense. Because, like I said, she can't smell them. So you have to believe that she doesn't really know they're in the room. That she does actually know that they're not really in the room. I, I worded that wrong. Um, that th- that somehow is in her head, but maybe she gets it and she's like, "Yay, my favorite show with the dog is on!" and and just make sure those stinking bears stay out of here and everything will be fine. So yeah, we'll we'll see if we can get it figured out. But thank you as always uh, for the help. There is there's one quick story I wanted to get to, so that we could wrap up the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. In the uh, in in the best possible way, it's a story that came to us, and it's not a great story, by the way. It actually did some damage, but out of Burlington, North Carolina, it has become over the last, I'd say, probably boy, going on twenty five years now, maybe a little bit more than that. I think the first time I heard about this was about mid to late nineties when deep frying a turkey started to come truly into the fore. The, that was the way people were doing it. They were going out and getting the big, giant deep fryer, and you could do a whole turkey, and it's it's a little faster, and they say it won't dry out because, well, yeah, I mean, you're jamming it full of fat. Why would it? So uh, I've had it. I've had deep fried turkey. I'm honestly a roasted turkey guy. I, I, I like roasted turkey a lot, but um, I, I won't say it's bad. It's not. It's actually quite good. Thing is, though, you want to be careful when you're doing that. Uh, first, my sister had a, one of those turkey fryers for a while and the way they always did it was outside in the backyard, even though it was Western New York and it was usually snowy and cold, they would just put the fryer outside. And I think that's how you're supposed to do it. But there's another rule that involves not falling asleep while your turkey is deep frying. That was the rule that was broken In fact, both of those rules were broken in Burlington, North Carolina, where early Wednesday on Thanksgiving Eve, a propane tank fueling a turkey fryer exploded. The explosion, according to the folks at WAVY, (laughs) WAVY, really? (laughs) Okay. Uh, According to WAVY.com, the explosion was so strong that it blew the windows in the back of the house out. Investigators said the person cooking the turkey fell asleep and left it boiling unattended. And according to, you're going to love this quote, according to Burlington uh, Battalion Chief Daniel Schaffner, and that's dangerous. (laughs) Oh, your penchant for stating the obvious is brilliant and unparalleled. Yeah, so don't do that. I mean, if you're going to deep fry a turkey, you have to attend to those things. Uh, Don't just leave it frying and and fall asleep. Um, By the way. I'm now thinking of starting a cowpunk tribute band called Deep Fried Turkey Explosion. You know, maybe influenced a little bit by this, but uh, we'll tell you when our first gig is coming up. We'll take a brief time out on that. We've got the bottom of the hour, uh, traffic and weather on the way, and more. And we'll get into some things to talk to you about just ahead. Stick around. John Grayson here with you, sharing a Monday at 981 KMBZ. Call
2: from mom. Answer it. Call silenced
1: 12.33, now the time. John Grayson here with you. Uh, just doing our thing, doing a little talking. 913-586-7798 will get you here. <laughs> I, okay, one, one last quick thing about the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember that device that I was talking about that we can't say the name of? Uh, the, the Amazon Echo device? Okay, so that's what my lovely bride uses to listen to the show during the day. So she's at home with the dogs and listening to the, to the program. She just sent me a picture of the dog sitting there, the dog we were just talking about, laying down on the floor with her ears straight up like she's like intently listening, looking at that device as my voice is coming out of it. Not because it's my voice. I mean, that does baffle her sometimes about how my voice comes out of inanimate objects. But because I was saying her name <laughs> she heard me talking about her, and she's sitting there staring at the Amazon Echo show. Oh, man, that dog's going to be the death of me. Okay, now, another topic entirely. Colin, have you ever gotten—you're you, not a trouble dude. Like, you don't give me any problems. You, you, you generally seem to me to be the kind of guy who doesn't get—like, you didn't get in trouble in school much, did you? No. no and i would say no even if the answer was yes for legal reasons yeah no exactly but i mean everybody at one point or another is gonna run afoul of the rules even with the best of intentions and you, you know you're a kid you get in trouble when you're a kid and even later in life sometimes you still get in trouble have you ever gotten in trouble for something and then thought back on it and thought that is the stupidest thing to get in trouble for ever Every day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Understood. Here's what happened. And if you've got a story like that where, I mean, there was, uh, I'll give you one that's kind of akin to what I'm talking about. There was a book that I read many, many years ago called uh, Team Rodent. It's about Disney World, and it was written by the brilliant columnist Carl Hyasson. So he wrote this book, and one of the anecdotes that he tells in the book is about a friend of his who is a very devout Christian, church-going man, and, boy, Siri just woke up for some reason. Sorry, Siri, I didn't mean it. Uh, but yeah, he was uh, very devout, and and so they were having an event at Disney World that they have every year called Church Night, and, you know, churches all over the state of Florida. Carl Hyson lives in Miami, as does his buddy. But churches all over the state have special rates. It's like a big group rate thing that they can all get in on. And they have this night set aside for people who want to, you know, come and take part in church night at Disney World. And it's, I mean, it's the same as any other day at Disney World. It's just people going around riding rides. They just get a cut rate. And uh, there, so uh, the the problem is that uh, there were a couple of kids who were doing something wrong. They were just being jerk kids, you know and this guy told them to stop whatever behavior it was that they were doing so they they then turned their attention to him and it you know turned into a fight and they all ended up getting kicked out so disney does that they they're kind of like your third grade teacher where it's like i don't care who started it i'm going to finish it so they kicked everybody that was involved in this thing out and here's this guy who is a father and a you know a devout christian and all of this stuff and he said he just kept repeating over the phone to him I can't believe I got kicked out of Disney World on church night, (laughs) you know, stuff like that where you're trying to do something good or even just, you know, something that isn't necessarily a bad thing. And yet somehow you get in trouble for it and you've got to deal with, I can't believe I'm actually in trouble for this, which takes us very nicely. And if you've got a story about that, by the way, please, 913-586-7798, grab the uh, telephone line and tell us about it. So this lady in Australia, actually she was in New Zealand, she was going to Australia, and she got to the airport, like you do, was a little hungry, so she decided to go to one of the airport cafes, and she bought a chicken sandwich and a muffin. And she said she started eating the muffin and she kind of wasn't as good as she thought it was going to be. And she wasn't really as hungry as she thought she was going to be. So she just threw the rest of the muffin away and figured, okay, I'll put the chicken sandwich in my bag and I'll eat it while I'm on the plane, which you can do. I mean, you can take food onto planes. That's not a problem. So she did. The problem arose in that she also fell asleep. Now, no, there's no exploding turkey in this story, but the woman fell asleep and forgot. So, you know, flying from Christchurch, New Zealand to Melbourne, Australia. And on the way there, she fell asleep, totally forgot about the sandwich. And then she had to go through customs. (laughs) Yeah, you see what's coming here, don't you? So she's going through customs. And they said, do you have anything to declare? And she says, I am not a thief or something like that. Um... And they asked her if she had anything to declare, and and she said no. And for some reason, they pulled her out of line and started going through her bag. So she's watching them pull stuff out of her bag, and they get down to the chicken sandwich. And the guy pulls the chicken sandwich out and says, what about this? And she says, oh, yeah, I, I totally forgot that it was there. I fell asleep on the plane. Do me a favor. Throw that away for me, will you? and in response the guy at customs said no that's 3300 and she went what and he said this is you can't bring this into australia there are rules about this you i mean this is this is customs it's the same thing you can't i guess the chicken sandwich had lettuce on it and you can't bring produce from one country to another without all kinds of, you know, forms you need to fill out and hoops you need to jump through and all of that noise. So she said, 3300 What? what does that mean? And he said, dollars. And she said, what? And he said, yeah, that's 28 points. I don't know what kind of point system they have. But that's, 33, that's a $3,300 fine for violating the rules against bringing foreign produce in without the proper paperwork filled out and all of this. And she started to cry. I mean, this—it's she's an older woman. She, I don't know, 60-something? And she broke down in tears because she's on a fixed income. She didn't have that kind of money. She doesn't have any kind of money. I mean, she's apparently got enough to fly to Australia to visit family, but, you know, I don't know many of us who could take an un unknown, you know, unexpected $3,300 hit and not feel that. So this woman is in tears, can't believe that they're actually going to find her $3,300 for a half-eaten, actually, no, it wasn't half-eaten at all, it wasn't eaten at all, for a chicken sandwich that she bought at the airport in New Zealand, forgot about it, and then tried to get through customs with no idea that that sandwich was even there. it had, She totally slipped her mind. So if she had eaten the sandwich on the plane, she'd have been fine. She could have brought it in that way. <laughs> That's okay. But somehow the fact that it was still an entire chicken sandwich and not in her stomach, I mean, it kind of makes you wonder if she could have eaten it right there. Like, can I eat it here? <laughs> can I just eat the chicken sandwich and then we'll have no, because if she had eaten it 10 minutes before, no problem. But as it is, big problem. So the story goes on that uh, she had to call her husband and tell him. And her husband was like, just pay it. I mean, yeah, it's it's stupid, but just pay the fine. And she said, we can't. We don't have the money. We can't pay this fine. So the the guy at customs told her, well, you can appeal. and And I would encourage you to do that said customs guy. <laughs> don't, touch, don't touch my bags if you, please, Mr. Customs Man. So, uh, yeah, he told her, well, you can file an appeal, but I I don't have any choice. I have to enforce this, and this is what that fine, th- that's that $3,300 Australian, which is like $2,700 in, in real money. Um, that fine is not something that I have the discretion to just pass off. So she did, and she appealed, and got back, got back nothing but stock standard responses of, well, too bad, so sad. You brought something into the country you weren't supposed to bring in. That's the fine, and so it's going to stand. She had to pay the money. She actually had to pay 3300 Australian dollars for a fine on a chicken sandwich bought at the airport that she forgot to eat on the plane because she fell asleep. And of all the stupid things to get in trouble for... That one has got to win some kind of an award. I mean, this is the kind of thing that, in my mind, a GoFundMe was made for. I don't know that there is one, but there kind of should be. I mean, this poor woman, she didn't do anything wrong. I mean, by the letter of the law, yeah, she brought produce in from another country without getting the proper stamps on it or whatever. But it was a chicken sandwich from the airport cafe. What did they think it had in it? Ebola? So, yeah, it ended up costing around 2700 U.S. dollars to get out of that all over nothing more than a chicken sandwich with some lettuce on it. We'll go to the phones if you want to jump in, 913-586-7798. So, yeah, if you think you've got a story about getting in trouble for something dumb that can compete with that one, that's a story I want to hear. We'll go to Walter in Mission and see what he's got for us. Hey, Walter.
3: Hey, how you doing, man? Doing all right. What happened to you? Oh, gosh. Well, hindsight being twenty (laughs) twenty, I I probably went a little too far in this. I had good intentions, and I'll try to keep this as short and sweet as possible sure. but a couple of years back so my my nana grace she passed away shoots probably been four years my my people, he passed away a couple of years back and they had a, a hunting dog butterscotch that they loved i mean it was a it was a their baby their yeah. baby and so they had left him to me um and he passed on shoot this was probably about five six months after my my did and so I wanted to. His thing was he would always sit at their feet every night. And so I thought it would be a nice gesture to bury him at the foot of their grave. Oh wow! So I went yeah. Out there and I, I figured, you know, I I paid for this plot of land. I should be able to do whatever I want with it. I go out there and I, I attempt to bury him, and some, you know, someone who worked there at the cemetery comes out. He comes hooting and a holler and getting up in my face. And, <laughs> I said, "Listen, buddy, I I paid for this land. I'll do whatever the you know what I would like with it." Uh huh. He gets up in my face. We're jawing back and forth. I mean, more or less, you know, swapping spit for lack of better words. Yep. And he's, I mean, he is red hot. And I, I told him, I said, I swear, dude. I mean, if he would have touched me, gloves would have come off. I mean, we I, we would have gone right there. Wouldn't, we would have knocked boots right then and there, and it would it would not have been pretty, but. They ended up trespassing me for you know a while. I ended up getting it worked out. I had to go replant some grass and remove the the bag that my dog was in. Um, it was a mess, though. I sh- I probably shouldn't have done. I probably should have asked, but I figured I owned that little plot of land. Oh I sure, just, no, I I, I see what you were thinking. Notch,
1: um, so. yeah, that's too bad. Now, did did they ever let you rebury the dog?
3: No, they told me to get it off the property. Wow. Uh, I mean, I I just recently. Was able to go back on the property. I mean, I understand it looked fishy. I mean, I I didn't have him in a crate or anything. He was, you know, it, it just it probably looked weird because yeah. it was kind of late at night too when I went. So uh-huh. I understand it probably looked bad. But they loved butterscotch, and I just wanted to bury them, you know, at the foot of their grave. Oh, I but get they it. Let me do it.
1: What a great story! Hey, thanks, thanks, Walter, for the call. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's one of those things you can you can totally see it now. Yeah, he probably should have asked first, because um, even I mean, I don't even know if they would have let him do it. And maybe that's why he didn't ask. I mean, we've all been there a couple of times, right? It's that, that's the. Uh, What's, what's the line? It's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, do, do I have a different conception of what swapping spit and knocking boots are than he does? I, I didn't, well, anyway, uh, we'll go back to the phones if you want to jump in. 913-586-7798 to Ashley in KCK. Next. Hello, Ashley.
2: Hey, guys. Uh, when I was 17 on a Sunday, I had gotten into a physical altercation with another girl that I went to school with. We were told by the police that as long as we stayed away from each other, you know, didn't talk to each other, all that, that there wouldn't be any charges filed. The next day, I was walking down the hall in school, saw her, so I made sure I was on the other side of the hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went to the principal, told the principal that I had said something nasty to her, um to which anybody who knows me knows if I've got something to say to you, you're going to know exactly what I'm saying, uh-huh. there's not going to be any ambiguity. I got arrested, had an assault charge for it, had to do a year unsupervised
1: probation wow and and you anyway, weren't and you weren't even the instigator,
2: no. No, no, she swung on me first.
1: Yeah, oh, I I, I believe and, you.
2: Yeah, and uh yeah, I never said a word to her. I told that story to my boys just a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and they stopped me in the middle of it and said, wait a minute, she didn't hear what you said? And I said, yeah, that's what she said, and both of them, she's a liar.
3: <laughs> wow.
2: Wow. <laughs> Yeah, if I've got something to say, you're going to know exactly what I'm saying. I am, and I've calmed down a lot since I was a teenager, so you can only imagine.
1: Yeah, because I, I was going to say, I've never known you to mince words. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty clear on that one, too. Ashley, great stuff. Yep. I'm, I'm sorry you got yep. in trouble for it, but it's a wonderful story
2: juvenile charge it
1: went off my record at 18 it's all right good all right take care be good um all right i've got one more story to tell and it was somebody on the text line making a joke that actually reminded me of this somebody uh, texted in and said well i had my life ruined by the state of missouri over three grams of weed a little over a decade ago does that count well yes uh i think it absolutely does because i mean now I, I hope you've gotten that expunged because Missouri's doing that, right? They're, they're expunging the records of people that got in trouble for things like that. I know, I mean, all the hassle you had to go through in the meantime probably doesn't make it worthwhile, but still might be worth doing. But that reminded me of this, speaking of getting in trouble over stupid things. My buddy Nick, many years ago, uh, before, it was, before weed was legalized in Mexico— he had gone down for one of our concert weekends that we used to go to all the time and still have to get back there. Boy, one of these days. So uh, Nick had gone down for one of the concert weekends and was sitting at a little uh, bar called cocodrilos which, by the way, is awesome. is the food is incredible and the bar is wonderful. Anyway, so he's sitting there with a bunch of friends around the big table. And a couple of kids come in, local kids, who are selling dope which happens a lot down there. It's a little town called Puerto Penasco. Um, and even back then when it was still illegal, everybody was selling weed. So uh, it, these two kids come in and they try to sell it to Nick and the other people sitting at the table. Well, see, they knew that a lot of times when that happens, um, it's the, the kids who are selling are actually working with the cops. What they're doing is a setup that's legal in Mexico. It's entrapment here. But down there, they can do this. So they send the kids in. They sell you, you know, a couple of joints or whatever. And then as soon as you walk out of the restaurant, the cops bust you because they know you just bought weed from those two kids. So they knew this. And they're like, no, no, we don't want any. We're, We're good. We're fine. We're just having a couple of drinks. We don't want any weed. And the kids were really persistent. So they knew, yeah, these kids are definitely working with the cops. They wouldn't try and sell us this hard. They'd go on to the next table. So finally, Nick was like, look, we don't want any. Get out of here or I'm going to call the manager and have you thrown out. And so the kid took a bud, just one little bud out of the weed that he was trying to sell him and just threw it on the table like, yeah, here's what I think of you and walked out. And Nick didn't want to leave marijuana sitting on the table, even just one little you know, thing. So he did what also wasn't a terribly bright thing. He figured rather than put it, you know, leave it out there on the table, he would put it in the pocket. He had like uh, cargo pants on in the zipper pocket of his cargo pants down by the knee. And uh, yeah, uh, never occurred. to. And he did the same thing. He forgot. He forgot he even had it. So as he was walking out of the restaurant, sure enough, cops busted him. He ended up spending a three-day weekend in jail in Rocky Point. So, yeah, uh, not, not the dumbest thing, but still right up there. We'll take a brief time out on that. Plenty more coming up. John Grayson here with you on 98.1 KMBZ. John Grayson here with you coming up to the top of the hour at one. That means there's a little better than an hour left to go in the show before we hand you off to Dana and Parks, who will entertain you through the rest of the afternoon. Meantime, though, a uh, couple of things coming up in the next hour, our uh, revisit of our conversation with Marty Croft, uh, who, with his brother Sid of Sid and Marty Croft fame, made our childhoods awesome. So he died over the weekend at age 86. Uh, we talked to him pardon me, in uh, early part of last year, and it was such a great conversation. So we'll revisit that and do a little reminiscing uh, about Marty Croft and all of the great work that they did on TV. We'll also, we've got a streaking story to get into next hour. We've got a story about a young girl uh, that ended up in an AITA column because of her prosthetic leg. We'll tell you about that coming up as well. But to end up this hour, um, we have a a story about... um, Yeah. About a guy who walked into a QT in Arizona. And as I mentioned, I've got some questions about this story. I'm not sure why you would do this. He stole beer is what he ended up doing. But uh, they said that he walked into this QT and smashed the glass doors on the beer cooler. Don't they leave those open? I mean, aren't you supposed to be able to walk back where the beer cooler is and get your beer? Well, for whatever reason, he decided to smash the glass on the doors, Uh, went into the QT, smashed the glass, grabbed some beer, and took off. They had him on surveillance video, so they knew what the car was. And sure enough, a short time later, although we're not sure exactly how short... He pulled into the parking lot of a nearby, I, don't, I didn't know what this place was. It's, it's a grocery store chain that I guess that they have in Arizona. And drove up in, into the grocery store parking lot and stood there drinking a beer, one of the beers that he had just stolen from the QT, and just shooting the breeze with the employees at the grocery store. Just, hey, how you guys doing? Hey, you want a beer? <laughs> stood there talking long enough that the cops showed up because somebody had seen his car going into the parking lot. Um, Did I say Arizona? It's Oklahoma. What does it matter? What does it matter? Sorry, it was a story out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, where all of this happened. But yeah, just walked in, stole the beer, and then cruised to the local supermarket, stood outside just, you know, talking to the employees and drinking one of the beers he had just stolen. So you want to talk about being caught red-handed This guy is pretty much the definition of that. Uh, Not well done. As we said, bunch coming up for you in the next hour of the show. We'll uh, revisit our conversation with Marty Croft. We'll tell you about a girl right after the top of the hour who you want to talk about getting in trouble for something stupid. She got in trouble because she was on a train sitting in one of the seats that's normally there for uh, people who are elderly or disabled and didn't want to say why she had a right to sit there. We'll get into the specifics of the story in just a little bit. Stay with us. John Grayson here with you coming up on 1 o'clock on 98.1 KMBZ.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.